to another episode of the planet fantasy podcast draft your world and as always we're your hosts damon and kyle kyle how's it going over there not bad man um it's a saturday and just kind of a rainy day here in new orleans so just chilling but uh i'm excited for this draft nice nice yes it is saturday um you probably everyone will be listening to this at least by monday uh you know dropping this after the big old game (laughs) so you know, this is from the future, where we're going to tell you our predictions for the Super Bowl, if you care at all. We got um, an almanac from uh, 1985. We're going to tell you everything. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, who who you got, Kyle? Uh, I got the Saints. They're going to come in, and they're going <laughs> to like break Brady's kneecaps and uh, take over. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'll take that. Um, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. I feel like it's going to be um, hmm, 28 to... To 20 so all right that's that's reasonable yeah she still win they gotta win this one so oh yeah but, uh, <laughs> you've been uh, watching anything fun uh, lately um yeah i've been i mean i, I kind of go in between i'm starting to get to that point part where i'm going between like five different shows so i'm still like really slow on my core binge um almost done with season one and then uh, I'm still trying to wrap up Buffy and Angel, and I'm watching those consecutively at the same time, which is wild. But uh, and then I'm you got me since the TV show draft, you got me back onto Boy Meets World. So I'm in the college years now, and I can't. I thought I was gonna like pick like random episodes, and now I'm like actually watching through the entire show because it's that good. <laughs> it is. I, I I love that show, even though I'm coming. I am coming to realize that Corey isn't the best person in the world. Yeah. But, <laughs> I think the whole show as a whole is just brilliant, you know, so yeah, a lot of shows have bad leads. What What is up with that? I don't know, man. It's crazy, especially the ones we drafted. Usually the main characters, if anything, they're just problematic. And then the supporting characters are the ones that, that shine. But I guess it's by design. I don't know. Perhaps it, it's just odd. It happens so much. Um, but yeah, so those are all great shows. Um, I just started my Pixar binge. I think you started that with me too. Uh, oh yeah, I, I watched Toy Story in A Bug's Life today. Great, great movies. Bug's Life is severely underrated. Uh, really fun, especially the ending. I think. Yeah, Super I need. Yeah, I, I. So if you're listening, Damon um, uh, said he was going to do a Pixar binge, and I just shamelessly was like, "Well, I'm just going to join you because I haven't seen these movies in so long." <laughs> so Toy Story, I watched that. I haven't watched A Bug's Life yet, but I'll, it's probably been like. I'd say maybe like 10 years since I've seen A Bug's Life. Maybe more. Like, it's been a long time, so I don't even remember much from it. Dang. I think it's been like five for me. Like, it's been, yeah. a, it's been a minute, but I remember it. But, man, it's just that I was looking at the cast earlier, and it's a really strong cast for it being just, you know, the second Pixar movie. Um, right. Yeah. Like, Julius Dreyfus is killing it, so. Oh, shit. See, yeah, I didn't even remember that that was her. She's, um... What's the character's name? Uh, the princess. The queen. Or the princess. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Ada. That's right. Yep. 
So, yeah, it was great. But, uh, yeah, I'm just doing that, watching some movies that I've never seen before. Did Goodwill Hunting, mm. you know, Dead Poet Society. Okay, Pretty so good. are you going to stay on the Robin Williams train, or are you jumping to something else? Um, I've seen most of Robin Williams' movies. Those are two of the big ones I've never seen. Yeah. So, um, okay. I... I I'd also finished seven this morning because I fell asleep in the middle of it last night. <laughs> um, yeah. Good movie, though. I was just yeah. zonked. I don't know. But, heavy, uh, heavy movie, but very good. <laughs> very heavy movie. Uh, it was intense. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we're not here for, for movie talk today, per se. Um, as we mentioned, this is after the Super Bowl, uh, though we're filming it before. But... We thought we'd do something, you know, in celebration of the big game, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be drafting our dream fictional events to attend. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, these are ones that have actually happened in be it movies, TV, books, anything like that. Uh, it's up for draft. You know, it's up for grabs. Uh, Want to break it down anymore, Kyle? Yeah, so um, because it's just the two of us, we each get five picks, and we're basically, like Damon said, we're going to be rolling down any medium. Um, I'll just say off the bat, we we said any medium, but all of mine are from movies <laughs> because that's the ones that I remember the the best. Um, but yeah, they can be sporting events. Yeah, yeah, they they can be sporting events. They can be. Uh, really whatever um just as long as it's fictional it didn't really happen um and to kick things off we're gonna as always gonna do our list game so what's our list game this week damon we are doing fictional sports so pretty self-explanatory there uh you want to go first or since we're doing video for the first time by the way guys not for y'all for us but <laughs> you want to do rock paper scissors yeah, yeah let's do it okay uh rock paper scissors on shoot okay okay all right Ready? Rock, paper, scissor, shoot. <laughs> Ready? Rock, paper, scissor, shoot. All right. Did you do scissors? You. I had well, paper. You did, you did paper. Okay. Yeah. I did double scissors. Got that win. <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Then um, I'm going to go with uh, Quidditch. All right. Um, let's go with all right, fictional sports. I guess we should say fictional games, even, you know? Yeah, right. Just to broaden it. it. Broad. Um, Okay, Uh, what is the name of it? Staying in the world of Harry Potter. Gob, oh, what is it? Uh, You know exactly what I'm talking about, too. Gob something. I think it's like Gob Busters or Gob Smack. That's close. (laughs) (laughs) That that's really close. You want to go with something so made up? Yeah, I'm gonna go with something else. Abandoning yeah. ship there. Uh, we'll give you a quick second extra. Oh, this is sad. Um, oh, oh, let's go with uh, uh, light cycle, light cycle uh, races in the Tron world. I think that's All what right. they're called. The light cycle. Gotcha. That works. Um, Blitzball, Final Fantasy X. Ooh, deep cut. Nice. Um, let's see. Let's go with... Oh, man. <laughs> 
we can't even use since you guys are listening to this after the Super Bowl. We're not recording yet, so I can't use Super Bowl hangover as an excuse. I'm just slow today. <laughs> yeah, I. Five, four, three, two. That's it for me. Nope. Oh, all right then. <laughs> well, um, I I was gonna say Rollerball from like the Rollerball movies. Oh yeah. Uh, Hunger Games. Mm. You know, that's I would consider that as game or sport. You know. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's kind of all I got though. I can't think of the the game they played in Alita. That was a really fun looking game though. Oh, I still haven't seen that, but it's on the list. Really yeah. good. Visually striking, really good story. I liked it, you know. Our boy yeah. Ali's in it. Mm. Yeah. So, all right then. So I get that first pick then. Great. That means I'm going to go first. Okay. Right? No, no, no. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm going second. <laughs> okay. Going second. You you make the first pick, and depending on what you choose, I know exactly what I'm going to go with. So yeah, it's all on you. Okay. Um. So to kick things off, like we said, we we could go with sporting events or like concerts, and those are the kind of the two avenues I went with with most of my picks. So for the first one, I've got to get. Uh, I'm sure this is high on a lot of people's lists. Um, I got to go with the Quidditch World Cup uh, yeah. from Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, so one thing, so I don't love a lot of things about the Goblet of Fire movie. <laughs> if you've listened to more than a couple episodes, you're probably aware of that. But uh, I do really like the way that they depicted this. Um, but I also want to talk about like the part in the book when they go to the World Cup because it's so in-depth. Um, I love the way that they have, they buy the, I think they're called the Omnioculars to, they can like fast forward and rewind and stuff on plays that are happening. But the way they describe the game, so like, you know, this is four books into the series at this point. So Quidditch is already pretty well established, but to see it on such a big scale, like this is, you know, the Wizarding World's version of like the Super Bowl or like the, or the, I guess the World Cup in soccer, but like it's, it's the world's sport pretty much. And it, it's, um, yeah, it's just so intense. You get your it's a great way to introduce Crumb. I mean, he's uh a great character and the way they bring him in as like this formidable Quidditch opponent um is really cool. But I, I just love the way they depict the way the really the world's two best teams playing. Um and yeah, I, I'm especially thinking of like those omnioculars. Like if I was in the Wizarding World, that would be one of the first things I would buy. Like those things are so cool. Um and yeah, Quidditch was like always such a cool part of the books. Um, I think it's, I wouldn't say it's overlooked, but I think it it's kind of pushed to the side sometimes when people are talking about the series because there's bigger things in the series. It doesn't really drive the plot, so it's more of just a world-building thing. Um, but it's honestly one of the coolest fictional sports out there. And seeing it depicted in such a huge like way like that for the first time, it was pretty big. I mean, obviously the events that followed were very crucial to the series at large, but um, yeah, I, I had to get that one out of the way the first for the first pick, because that's such a big part of that, of that world, like Quidditch, you know, and just that event was one of my favorite parts of that book. Oh man, same. I love Quidditch. Like, I mean, I've always been a big sports fan, so I've always really gone in with it. Like that was one of my favorite parts about the book. Um, funny story. I, I forget if I told everybody, but I read the second one first. 
Mm. So, like, I jumped the whole first book, so I didn't know really, like, I just heard them talking about it in the chamber, about him, you know, swallowing the snitch and everything like that. <laughs> but we, I was already had him on the team practicing, and, you know, had that kind of rivalry going with Malfoy. That's my was my first introduction to to Quidditch. So it had this really yeah. intensity to it. And I love that battle that they had going on. Mm-hmm. And then him freaking <laughs> breaking his arm and with the with the crazy uh charmed uh bludger. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean and so I think that was a lot of fun. And like you said, the sport itself, um it's super intense. It's very fast. It's very dangerous. Like we see people get hurt all the time. Which you would think they would have like a fail safe on the ground so no one yeah. would hit the ground <laughs> like a net or something <laughs> like, yeah at least a net like the, the the circuses have that at least and they're like nope these kids these 11 year olds let them fall and just smack to the ground <laughs> but it adds to just this like i feel like you know the world of harry potter is in the past it's always talked about you know they're they're behind the real world yeah. so i feel like quidditch is too this is like the 1920s of football, of like American football. It's right. like they're in that era right now, still in Quidditch. Right. They still haven't hit their stride of like evolving it and modernizing Quidditch. So I would love to see a modern day kind of of where it would go from there. That'd be fun. But even then, with how it is, it's so dangerous, and I would love to be in the crowd. That was my number one. So screw you. But, uh, <laughs> I think it was more important to get more picks this time around than, than getting that one, though that's going to be hard to beat. I mean, that crowd was so electric. You had the crazy celebrations from the Vila, the Leprechauns. You had Ludo yeah. Bagman as Literal the Literal Bagman, yeah. Literal <laughs> Bagman as the announcer. That would have been so cool. And then the game itself. You got Ireland and Bulgaria. Ireland is full of just high-octane scorers. They're, they're chasers, I think, mullet. Troy and Moran, mm-hmm. um, they just scored. They scored 170 points, like at the end of that game. Yeah, enough to beat Bulgaria, even though <laughs> Bulgaria got the snitch by our boy Vic the Dick. Okay. <laughs> uh, to see him play would be great. Like he was all over the place. He he uh, pretty much hit one of uh, his patented uh, Ronsky feints, mm-hmm. and had the other uh, guy, I think Lynch, the other seeker Lynch, uh, smack into the ground. You know that would oh, be yeah. fun to see. Mm-hmm. in person it just kind of had everything and then you know i don't want to you know of course afterwards i don't know how fun if that really detracts from the world cup because you're there you're there yeah. pretty much still when that happens that yeah would be negative. <laughs> i wasn't going to bring it up if i had drafted this <laughs> i'm like you know that would have been a little bit of a bad kind of like hangover thing after the game. Oh, yeah. crap. Death Eaters. What's going <laughs> on? Um, but other than that, I would love to watch Quidditch. I want to play Quidditch. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it. What what position would you love to be? Oh, good question. Um, I think I'd probably go for... You know, it's funny because like a lot of them are kind of defunct when you're the seeker. <laughs> like you can only score so much before the seeker ends the game. But I think I would probably go for chaser just because I love playing goalie in like the two seasons of soccer that I played when I was younger. Um, and then when I play just with friends, that's usually my default. So I think chaser would be pretty fun. Wait, did you say goalie or for you like being goal or chaser? You mean keeper? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Keeper. My bad. Yeah. Okay. You gotcha. Know. 
Ch- chasing those goals. Uh, yeah, but keeper, <laughs> I think, would be my my go-to. What about you? Um, I definitely would be a chaser. Um, I love – I'm kind of like a point guard when I play basketball. I love seeing seeing everybody move around and seeing where people could be open. I would love to get that pass for them to get that goal and also score some myself, you know. I yeah. think that would be really fun. And you're. I feel like that's the most team-oriented position – in Quidditch, you know, yeah. other of course the beater, I feel like would be a very personal, intimate connection between the two beaters. But but with the chasers, you have three, you have a lot more options of what you can do. You gotta communicate even more so. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but okay then. That that's a super pick, uh, especially because that's what I wanted to go with. But it's okay. <laughs> um, I did I did choose this, so going to go with my first pick. All right. I'm- with that being said, I'm going to set this, the stage, okay? We're in a basketball stadium. The crowd's going nuts, right? We're watching the two just the two most absurd teams in the world ever assembled. Toon Squad. Monsters. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, can you just imagine just sitting in that crowd watching <laughs> literal Looney Tunes? play with michael jordan who at that time had already retired for the first time right okay um he was playing baseball right he was Mm -hmm. just doing his own thing and then all of a sudden he's recruited to play basketball or at least train these uh these cartoons and you know to play against the monsters and of course the monsters they wanted to play basketball so of course they stole the talent from other nba players i think it's like charles barkley Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, uh, Sean Bradley, mm-hmm. um, the other person I'm forgetting. Um, but like, so you have these two squads. One is like severely lacking in skill training at all. You know, <laughs> Jordan had what, what? What was it? A week? Yeah, I think I didn't have time to to watch the movie over again. I watched it a few months ago, but I think it was like a week of training time before the game, mm-hmm. and. So Michael had his work cut out for him. And then uh, you had the Monstars, of course, who just stole this talent. So they really didn't need to do too much training at all. They were just brutes on the court. Um, but the game itself was it was so fun. Like you see pretty much the Monstars just wreck Toon Squad throughout the quarters. Um, and you see Michael Jordan pretty much keep him aloft because he's doing Michael Jordan things, you know. Um and I think it would just be a riot to see freaking Bugs and Lola and uh, freaking Daffy and all them out on the court playing basketball in real life. It would just would be so surreal. Mm-hmm. It, it would like that entertainment factor alone has it for me. And then to see Michael Jordan play like in his prime while this is all happening. Yeah. Would yeah. be just insane, you know. Um, and then and then at the end. Bill Murray, for some reason, <laughs> joins the team because they're down all of their players. Everyone's hurt. They're like you see that scene where they're all on the bench and hurt. Like they had to send grandma in and grandma gets busted up. They're just dead. There's there's only four people. And they're like, Well, we gotta have fun a fifth. Oh hey, it's Michael's friend, Bill Murray. <laughs> I was like, I'll play. So that happens. Yeah. That alone would be great. Like Twitter, the Twitterverse would just blow up, blow apart if that ever happened. Like you know, and then then the whole the last scene with Jordan's stretchy arm, like super crazy dunk. 
seeing that would just be lovely, you know. And we probably wouldn't even know what was on the, on the line, you know. I'm just going to see this game because holy hell. But then again, I wonder how much the tickets would be. How much do you think these tickets would cost? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to even get to the game is probably like a lot. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's the that's the that's the hardest part about this this pick. It, it was on my list for sure, but I was like, I don't even know how you get to this game in the first place. Um, but yeah, I this is this is a solid pick. Like I, Michael. So you mentioned Michael Jordan. The, the cool thing about this is it's colliding like stuff you would never see in real life with stuff that also is possible to see in real life. But like, again, it's Bill Murray as himself playing basketball with Michael Jordan. Like when would you ever see that happen? Never. Uh, So that with Bugs Bunny, the sexual tension between Bugs and Lola at an all time high. uh, (laughs) I mean, like that's just kind of like a dream basketball game. And then, yeah, you mentioned like you wouldn't really know the stakes watching the game, but I feel like you would kind of get like a a handle on what was happening during the game and be like, oh shit, like this, I really hope they win now. Like this is this is a little serious. <laughs> um yeah, this is one that's just like so the Quidditch World Cup is like one where like I want to live in that universe, but this one is like you're able to like combine the best parts of our universe, i.e., the two best things from our world, Bill Murray and Michael Jordan, <laughs> and yeah. the best things from the the Looney Tune universe. Like just being able to see both of those things happen concurrently, that's like that blows my mind. And I'm also like, actually, I didn't think I would be, but I'm super hyped for the sequel. Like really excited for it. Um, so that's that's a really solid first pick. Me too. I mean, like I'm a big LeBron fan. Uh, I'll, I'll talk all day about Braun. Uh, I'll follow him since I have his uh, jersey in my uh, closet. I love the guy, and I, I really am wondering how it's going to go. I think it has Don Quixote in it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder what he's going to do. Is he going to be the Bill Murray of this? <laughs> Is he going to take out a take a shot on the court? Who knows? <laughs> but in, are they going to take talents away from f- modern day? Is it going to be like a straight up like? you know like a reboot sequel you know they're just going to do the exact same thing hangover 2 style right or is it going to be kind of more creative i really don't know but uh super hype i think that's coming out in what may yes yeah, so, somewhere something like that. i don't I know have no idea where it might just be HBO dropping max. streaming like everything else oh hbo max okay perfect yep it's coming that's... out on hbo max streaming so i'm glad hbo has picked up so many of these big movies i think the next one is supposed to be um godzilla versus kong uh but it's picking up a good a good number of them hey so. you don't get to bring that movie up without <laughs> without me saying i just recently watched uh, godzilla king of monsters and it was awesome it was full of just great big fights it is yeah the story it was super fun i'm super ready to see this movie yeah. uh critics be damned we can't say it two more times or else that will just appear but we <laughs> yeah i'm hyped for that unnamed movie <laughs> okay well uh that's that's my first pick before I, uh before we get into my second one we're gonna go to a quick break This episode of Planet Fantasy is brought to you by Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. With Valentine's Day fast approaching, we have just the thing for all you lonely witches and wizards who haven't quite been able to tie down that Mr. or Mrs. Wright you've been eyeing. Flirting fancies. One drop of this amazing potion that definitely is not a magical form of roofies, 
and that elusive Mr. or Mrs. Wright will be head over heels in love with you. This potion is 100% safe and certified to definitely not be roofies by none other than Madame Pomfrey. Uh, well, yes, technically speaking, this potion is different from Rohypno, but... It will produce real and genuine love. And again, I'd just like to reiterate that it for sure is not problematic in any way and definitely is not just the magical world's version of roofies. So don't forget, for all your magical Valentine's Day devilish deeds, the Weasleys have what you need. from break guys we just broke down the first two picks of the draft um i had the quidditch world cup and damon just drafted um the game between the toon squad and the monstars in space jam um so hit us with your next pick man all right so pick two um this was the pick i wanted to get more than anything just because kyle teased about it earlier today oh fuck And so I wanted to draw his hand to see if he was going to pick it first. I'm so mad right now. And he did. Because <laughs> no. it was also on my board. Okay? And I wasn't going to let it go. Um, but I had to go with it. Okay? This is a, this would be such an amazing event to see. Okay, y'all? Um, so we're talking 1985. All right? The height of the Cold War. And uh, it's and you know to see the battle that ended the Cold War <laughs> would be amazing. Uh, and I'm talking about Rocky Balboa versus Ivan Drago in Russia in Soviet in the Soviet uh, Union. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm talking about seeing that boxing match. <laughs> um, yeah, like just the setup. Okay, you know, I'm not seeing anything other than, of course, that match. I mean, I still, of course, know what happens before. Mm-hmm. I don't want any part of seeing that match. I don't want to see Apollo Creed get his ass just beat to death. No. Yeah, that's that's traumatizing. <laughs> no. That is definitely the worst part of the movie. But having that add the intensity and the like the layers of this fight, along with it being America versus uh, the USSR, having it be against this, like, you know, this cornbread... This, uh, you know, guy who just really f- came up from nowhere and became a champion and against this, like, m- like I guess, facility made, like, almost like bread in a lab kind of looking guy. You know, he's sculpted. You see his training montage and he's, like, juicing the whole time and <laughs> running on a treadmill and has, like, tons of stuff hooked up to him to check his vitals. Rocky's yeah. punching, like, mountains and, and eating goats on the side of the mountain, you know, stuff like that. But, um... <laughs> So you see the just the difference of the worlds and, and what it means. Um, and, you know, thankfully, we didn't really grow up in a time where we were going a craziness against Russia. You know, America, of course, was just being stupid and racist against other countries. But um, yeah. but with this, I, I just to be in a fight like and to be a sporting event that like had that more than feel. This is would be seeing like the seeing the miracle on ice. Mm-hmm. But that actually happened. So I couldn't draft that. Right. So this would be the second best thing to that. And also, you're seeing 15 rounds of boxing. Mm-hmm. You don't get that like 
hardly ever anymore. It's like two rounds, five rounds, you know, like I think the the longest I've seen recently, like as far as like a big time match was like maybe 10. I don't really remember. I'm not a big boxing guy because the matches just don't ever live, live up to the hype. This match is one of my favorite to watch as far as movies go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fight in Creed is maybe m- better shot and more yeah. more exciting. But this one, I feel like, is to be there for the whole 15 rounds to see the, the to see the ebb and flow, the give and go between the two um, would just be so insane, so exciting. Um, and then to see it finally in that last round with the knockout and for America to win and just being in Russia and the, to see the insanity of the crowd actually start chanting for Rocky every crowd, you know, at least, you know, cheering for Rocky would, would just blow, have blown my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I started the chant. <laughs> it was me. I time traveled. No. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, that's my second pick. So, uh, how do you feel about that, Kyle? Yeah, I I'm a dumbass. Like <laughs> so we, so Damon and I have a have a chat with Thad where we're just talking about movies and stuff and we were this movie came up and I was like, "Yeah, it's a great fight. I'll hold thoughts on it until we record later." Like an idiot. I, oh, I'm tired. Uh yeah, I I mean this <laughs> this had to be drafted. So I'm I'm just glad it's drafted in the first place. I'm glad that one of us got it, but yeah, man, this is like this is the equivalent of. So I, de- I definitely agree that with picking this, you're picking the lead up to it, not that first fight because that's brutal and I wouldn't want to like watch that. But the entire journey of Rock, you trained like it's kind of like watching a season of your favorite team or your favorite athlete and watching them tr- like get back from this tragedy and then train this entire time. And you could, I'm sure you see the coverage of both sides on the news of like Drago training and his press conferences and stuff. That's exhilarating. And then the fight itself, like I just, I'm trying to picture the energy in that, in that arena. It was probably unlike anything those people had ever experienced. Um, and then you get, I mean, you, you guys heard it a couple weeks ago, Thad, uh, delivered that speech <laughs> from the end of the movie when Rocky literally solves communism uh, with that with that speech. <laughs> if I can change and you can change, anyone can change. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's just uh, it's, it's literally it's Shakespeare. Yeah, I mean that is poetry. Um, <laughs> but it that's a really great pick because it's such an electric fight. I agree. I think Creed probably has the most like well shot fight. Honestly, I think it has the two best fights. Like when you see the first fight in Tijuana with him and then the final mm-hmm. one, they're just like the camera work is so good in those um, fights. Um, but I think that's a little unfair just because that's in 2015. This is like 30 years earlier. But I think for it being in 85, it's in really impressive, like really well shot. And when it gets to the end of it, like Rocky and Drago are just trading blows back and forth. Like it's like brutal. Um yeah, uh, this is this this fight. I, I'm just picturing like, especially because we're doing this draft to like put ourselves in the in the heat of it. Like watching this in person would be uh, it would be mind blowing. I'm 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 with you. I'm not even a big boxing fan, and I think I would just be like so into it just because if Rocky Balboa was a real person, you know, he was he was based heavily on uh, a real person. But if he was like a real fighter. I think that no matter how you feel about the sport, you would rally. Like he would be an American icon. So I would rally around him no matter what. And then seeing, 
yeah, seeing him fight Drago and like you said, just to see a whole crowd of uh, Russians chant Rocky's name is like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, it's just, it's wild. Um, yeah, that's that's a really great pick. I'm I'm so mad I didn't get it, but I to- I totally get it. Like I you had to you had to snatch that one, so I I respect it. <laughs> yes, sir. So those are my first two. So uh, what's going to be your second one, Kyle? All right. So recovery time. Uh, let me see. Okay. All right. So this one uh, I had lower because there was no chance of it being picked. Um, I ha- I wasn't sure if you had seen this movie until you like throughout that poll of a bunch of suggestions. And um, I was actually surprised you hadn't seen this one yet. I highly suggest it. Obviously I know it's on your list, but I'm going to go with one from only a couple years ago from 2018. Um, this is a concert in uh, the Greek theater in Los Angeles. Um, it's a concert by an artist named Jackson Maine. Uh, it's from the movie, a star is born. And I'm, of course, talking about the iconic moment when he brings or the concert when he brings Allie, Lady Gaga's character on stage to sing their song uh, Shallow. So this also has a really cool backstory in like the filming of this movie. So to get like the authenticity of an actual concert, basically Bradley Cooper, um, he asked Lady Gaga to like have a concert at the Greek theater bring out fans and they they controlled the numbers of fans there but they had a concert and then as they were out there he came out and he was like hey we're filming a movie we would love for you to be a part of it we're gonna go ahead and film this next song it's a brand new song you've never heard it you know enjoy (laughs) and uh so i think that lends to the authenticity of it but the, the the moment is like absolute movie magic like it's there is i remember seeing the trailer for this movie and it's one of those unforgettable like it's one of my favorite movie trailers in a while and you only hear like a snippet of this song it's her it's her part in the song and it's like lady gaga already has an incredible voice so that grabs you but like you're like oh this this looks like a this sounds like a a future classic like i mean it, it sounds like one of those classics in the making and i remember they released the song about two weeks before the movie came out and i deliberately i was like man i really want to listen to it but i i kind of feel like hearing it in full for the first time watching the movie would probably be, like be the right call it was like it, it was such a cool like, cool feeling to see the movie and yeah to hear that for the first time it was like being at the concert i mean it, it's filmed really cool in a really cool way it's kind of like bohemian rhapsody the way they filmed like the live aid concert um it's you feel like you're there and it's just it's one of those rare moments of like pure authenticity between these two artists. Like the movie, like I said, it's incredible. Um, I, I think this is the strongest point in the movie, but the rest of it's great, too. But this moment is just like it cements the connection be- between these two characters. They write the song beforehand. You get to see that scene. And then when he brings her on stage, she's just this. I mean, she's just this girl from. Uh, who's been like working at this restaurant never has any experience with the stage and, and being an artist. And it's like a, it, I mean, it's, it really is a star in the making. Like she just comes on stage and like blows everyone away. The video goes viral on YouTube and like, that's how, how she becomes famous. And yeah, it's just, it's a, it's, as far as like movie moments, it's magical, but to actually be there at the concert I'm trying to think of like what the equivalent of that would be in the music world today to see a brand new artist like that, you know, sing a song and like blow up like that. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty 
you know, once in a lifetime. And so, yeah, it's, it's a recent one. I, I, I didn't have it on my list initially, but I, um, I haven't seen this movie in a while. It's become one of those movies that I'll just put on, on rotation and just watch over and over again. So I'm kind of, I'm due for a rewatch soon, but yeah, this moment is just, it's pure like magic. Okay. Okay. So of course, uh, like we said, I have not seen it before, so I don't have too much to say on the actual event or the movie. Um, I've heard such good things about it. You know, I'm a big fan of Lady Gaga. I just haven't got around to it. Um, I kept putting it off, but it's on my list. It's going to be watched by the end of the year. Um, but I do like, what you mentioned, you know, this is her, you know, no one's ever really heard her sing. This is the first time that anyone's ever heard of her and she just sings and it becomes viral. It's just this big hit. Right. You know, and that idea of just being there in the crowd to see someone just blow up would be such a special connection to have with an, with an artist, because like going forward, like you're probably going to be following them, like everything they do. You're gonna be like, yeah, like I, I want to hear whatever they do, especially just, being there, feeling that energy, you know, there's nothing quite right. like those few years of, a, of of an artist's like career, you know, when they're trying to find themselves and trying to really make it big, you know, might maybe not the the biggest crowds, but it's so much more intimate. And yeah. then to see them succeed and blow up is it makes it feel like you were a part of it, you know. However small, you know, being a fan is important as far as success of an artist. So you know, however small you are making a making a difference. And so I feel like that would be such a great thing to be there and to see it happen and to hear the performance. I have never heard the song shallow because like oh, you, good. I wanted awesome. to hear it in the movie. Yes. <laughs> so, good call. <laughs> okay. Now I see that I'm sure I've probably have heard it like in passing, you know, at some point, mm-hmm. but I don't remember hearing it. So I'm cool. I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can't wait to hear hear the song and see it. Um, I love anything that has to do with the Greek theater. I, I can't wait to go see a show there. Um, yeah. Have you been there before? Uh, I haven't. So I used to live in California. I we visit we visited Los Angeles um, as sparingly as possible because it's just super crowded and busy. And we lived in the in like Southern California, but that's definitely a bucket list. I mean, I'd love to go see something there when when things are open again. Right, right. Um, well, then, the uh, only other thing I'd have to say is, like, yeah, that, that would just be a lot of fun. Like, the only thing I could, like, say I've ever experienced that with as far as real life is, you know, watching those first few seasons of American Idol. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Seeing these people, like, audition and literally seeing them go from this person who who's just living this normal life into being like a show being the star of a show that people every hundreds of thousands of people are watching and and eventually they get signed like kelly clarkson like literally like i I remember watching that whole first season and and watching her you know just kill it and now she's like she's been in the business since then you know yeah it's just crazy you know i feel like seeing if to be in a crowd actual crowd to see something like that happen would be even crazier so it's also it's also because, like, in the last few years, I think that that's become more rare because of the internet and, like, YouTube and stuff like that. Like, you see artists, which I think is great. I mean, that's a great avenue for people to find fame. Um, one of my favorite artists, Doty, started out as a YouTube artist and kind of made the transition. So that's really great. But it's so rare to, like, see someone perform for the first time on a stage, having no background in performing, nothing on YouTube or whatever, and blow up like that. Like, it's such a rare, special thing. 
I agree. Um, I might end up moving that movie up high, like closer on my list to watch it just because I, it's actually a movie I've been meaning to watch, you know, mm-hmm. cause actually up next on my list, um, you know, I'm watching first time movies, you know, that I've never seen before. Uh, next up is the Godfather and that's oh. a heavy watch. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you yeah. know, my, put star, that my delay, a star is born gets a little heavy, but it's still, there's, so much heart to it which I, I love the godfather i mean it's objectively one of the best movies of all time but there's yeah it's a hard movie to watch for sure <laughs> yeah so that's why i went to pixar movies before i went to there i was like let's <laughs> line it up a little bit i'm okay to cry if it's about about the happy stuff yeah right <laughs> okay so that's that's your second pick all right uh let's hit us with that that third pick all right um so jumping back to sports um, I'm going to go with one that <laughs> I'm actually kicking myself for not picking in the list game. I don't know how it just escaped me, but, uh, this is a fictional sport. Um, it's in a, a, a galaxy far, far away. Um, this is probably the only time I will ever mention something I liked from the star Wars prequels <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Boonta Eve pod race from episode one, the Phantom Menace. Um, and that, I had no clue that was the title of the race until today when I was researching it. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think that this movie is, you know, the prequels are, are, I mean, there's so much has been said. They're not great movies, but this sequence is actually really dope. I mean, like the idea of a pod race in general, like most things in these movies is just cool as hell. I mean, I just, I, I love the idea that they, um, I, I love the way the pods look. Um, I'm glad we got to see, uh, I think it was Anakin's pod, like the design of it return in Mandalorian season two. Um, yep. mm-hmm. that was, yeah, that was awesome. That was a cool callback. Um, and then, yeah, I just, it, it, it the, the setting is awesome, you know, on Tatooine, they're like, uh, flying through like the caverns. And I remember like playing that, that level on like the Lego star Wars game over and over again. Cause it's like, that's one of my favorites. I love racing games in general. So even like the old, the pod racer game, I think it was on like the PlayStation one or something terrible graphics, but re- a really addicting game. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just like, I, like I said, not a lot to latch onto in this movie, but this is like the sequence that I always remember when people talk about this movie It's either this or Darth Maul. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's so fun. Anything that ends with the bankrupting of a slave master, I mean, gets a win in my book. So the fact that, you know, they this proves that Anakin's a great pilot, but also wins his freedom uh, from uh, Watto. Um, I love the rivalry with him and Sebulba. You know, like I just I love I love a good rivalry when, in any sport and any um, fictional event. And so that was fun to see. But like, it's just yeah, I, the idea of a pod race is so exciting to me like i'd love to see some see something like that in in person yes um i mean just for one being in the star wars universe even if it's like just to go see a pod race would be pretty awesome like you know (laughs) it's like you're getting in the middle of a galactic war this is pretty peaceful time this is right before the shit hits the fan (laughs) like literally you know so this would be the time to go um, and to see that pod race, specifically that one, which I had no idea what it was named either. Um, what was that name again? Uh, it was the Bunta Eve pod race. All right. And then Anakin just kicked ass. Like he was just in the zone. 
showing that he's such a great pilot. Um, the designs are so cool. I remember playing the arcade game, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah. Super fun. Uh, you had the boosts and everything. And, you know, um, my only thing with watching it is I, my, I always had the questions like, how do you watch it? as a member of the crowd, it's like, it's such a spaced out race. It's like, aren't they going for like miles and miles? Like this track seems to be fairly big. So like, are yeah. you, do you have a pair of omnioculars from the Harry Potter universe to, <laughs> to get, get that zoom in? Um, you know, I've always had that question with, when you go watch like races in general, like as far as the grand prix or, or you're watching the, uh, the uh, bike races, like if you're in one spot, like, are you just watching them go by for 10 minutes, like that five seconds? And then like, okay, cool. Let's, uh, let's wait another two hours before they come back around. Like <laughs> I've always had that on my, my personal question as far as like long races that aren't like in a very confined space. Mm-hmm. So it's not just pod racing, but I definitely beg. I've just always wondered that because it it's like, they're, they're everywhere there, you know, there, there's big spots where there's no crowd at all watching right. them. Yeah. So like, you know, there's there's tons of times where you can mess anyone up. Perfect stuff for espionage and sabotage, you know, <laughs> as which as you what you get in this, but you don't even get to see that because yeah. what are you getting to see in the in the watch? But what you do get to watch, I feel like would be worth it regardless. Like right. even if you're getting quick snippets, you're still getting enough um because they're probably so fast. So, I think that'd be super fun. Uh how fast do you think they were going? I don't know if it was ever mentioned or anything like that, but like, so like <sighs> yeah, I mean, maybe it had to have been. It's definitely a three hundred or, or up. Like I think that's the the minimum. <laughs> like that's that's probably plays a factor too in watching. Like I mean, you, how much of it do you actually see when they're there because they're going so fast? But I feel like just watching it and seeing the crashes and stuff. Like not, I mean, that's yes. dark because I wouldn't want to see anyone get like killed or any or anything. But like the crashes are so visually like striking. Um, yeah, I just so that that that's a good point though because that actually deterred me from picking something like the the Triwizard Tournament because like those are so cool in the book, but like that's because we're with Harry. <laughs> I feel like watching those as a student is probably You're not so watching anything. <laughs> yeah, you. So for the first task, you see them. I mean, so the first task is probably the best one because you see them fight a dragon, not Harry, because he gets chased around the castle. But and then the second task, you watch. <laughs> You watch them dive into the water and then wait for an hour. And the third task, you watch them run into a fucking hedge and wait for an hour. So, And then, you know, that's also another one that has a really bad aftermath. So, uh, yeah, like that that's a great point that you don't really get to see the the action. I always wondered, like, if Dumbledore, they didn't mention it in the book, but maybe he conjured some kind of, like, magical projector. Yeah, right. Like, so you, you they could to, see you know? what was going on. But... I just I feel, I'm with you. I feel like the the bits that you would see in the pod race would more than make up for it because it's like that's unlike anything we've ever seen. Like races are fun to watch for the most part. You know, like uh, Formula One is always a good time, but like that's still bound to like real world physics. And so, like seeing something like a pod race is like. I, that, I've just never seen something like that before. And then getting to see not only that, but the like the racers are all different uh, alien races, which is really that's a fun factor in and of itself. And getting to see kind of like a it's a cultural smorgasbord, just getting to see all these people compete, you know, for their worlds and stuff. That would be really, really, really fun. You know, I just realized like with this such a big race happening, and it's happening on Tatooine, and but we're always told Tatooine's like this kind of 
you know, place on the outer rim that's like mm-hmm. it doesn't really have anything going on for it, you know. So that's kind of surprising now that I think about it that that was happening on Tatooine. Right. And I wonder if like the events of what happened with that, like stop the whole industry going forward. We didn't we don't hear about pod racing ever again. Happening yeah, yeah, we don't. We don't hear about it on any other planets either. Like that's that's because you would think that they would have something like that on Coruscant, where it's like that's like the 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 center of everything. So that's that is that's a good point. Hmm. I would love to see all the other sports in the Star Wars universe because you know there there has to be thousands with how many worlds there are and cultures. Oh yeah. You know, I, I really want to dive into that and see if see what other what other what which ones are out there. But pod racing seems like the most exciting. So yeah, for uh, sure. Um, all right then. But uh, before we get to that next pick, we're going to take a quick break, guys. Yeah. So then I just politely declined his offer to go back to his home with uh, with him and his wife, and that's how I found out William Howard Taft was a swinger. Yeah. Crazy story, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, hello there. Um, I didn't realize this was recording, but while we're here, <clears throat> Planet Fantasy is brought to you by the Coalition Against Dr. Pepper. Look, you know it, I know it, our safety, our health is being threatened right now, and that's by one thing, Dr. Pepper. Luckily, there is a cause working hard, working vigilantly against this heinous, heinous drink, and you can help. We are currently campaigning to get Dr. Pepper removed from grocery stores, gas stations, college campuses where we all know they do their worst work and you can help all you have to do is visit change.org slash dr pepper equal satan that's change.org slash dr pepper equal satan it's that easy one click at a time we're all going to remove this heinous drink and enter a dr pepper list 2021 i believe it you believe it let's make it happen america back to back to planet fantasy from break guys um we are jumping back in i just gave uh my uh third pick with the um the pod race from phantom menace so we're jumping back to damon for uh his third pick so what you got all right so um we talked about this kind of being mainly about sporting events and music you know um this one is definitely a sport um but it's not like a big sport you know um it's something you would maybe see on the espn ocho channel sometimes um but it's a sport that you've learned even as a little kid you know it's big old gym sport you know and uh this movie's big time gym movie it's all about and i'm talking all about the las vegas dodgeball open yeah and i believe the year was 2004 2000 yeah i believe 2004 and uh yeah i would love to see that entire tournament uh i would be going to las vegas so it would be a pretty fun trip just for that you know go hit up some buffets before the world of a uh, corona you know and <laughs> buffets actually sound really appealing and great not only that i just thought of it now how cheap would things be in las vegas in 2004 
Yeah. It'd be oh, a lot yeah, for sure. I would bring all my money from now. I'd have me a grand all time. Um, <laughs> but I'm there for the dodgeball games, guys. And uh, if if no one's ever seen the movie Dodgeball, you're missing out. It's one of my absolute favorite comedies. It's a true underdog story. It's about the average Joe's, a gym that is uh, pretty much like going into foreclosure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Global Gym is pretty much bought it, right? But the whole idea is whoever wins this tournament uh, gets the, the rights to the gym. Okay. So the average show is led by our guy, Vince Vaughn, you know, by our guy. Um, I think his name's Pete in the movie. Mm-hmm. So um, he leads this crew of uh, ragtag members of his gym who, who goes from a pirate to a dude who doesn't realize that his wife hates him to a <laughs> cheerleader, a male cheerleader. Who's, who's really hilarious. I love Justin Long. Uh, such an underrated actor, but uh, you know you get them facing off against the uh, this other gym, Global Gym, led by our guy, guy Dwight Goodman, by uh, <laughs> Ben Stiller, yeah, who is yeah. just playing, just hamming it up in the best way possible. It's so fun. Um, he's hilarious. He's super um, exaggerated, very facetious, and he's just he's so serious with it because of how over the top he is, and it's just hilarious. So you got those two wanting to to win this tournament, right? But we get all the other matches in between, all right? We get all the matches between the Lumberjacks. We get the Skills that Kills team. We get the, uh, I think that there was a uh, ninja theme team that was there. Then, of course, you get the Average Shows and the uh, Global Gym team. You know, you get all these matches. um, And, you know, you only get to see kind of snippets of them in the movie. So getting to see all of it would be really fun. Um, and I mean, dodgeball is just a pretty fun one to watch. You know, you're pretty much seeing people get pelted with these, you know, freaking super rubber balls that uh, always hurt. Like, I mean, I think we've all at least played dodgeball at least once. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> so to go there and watch that happen would just be a super fun adventure. And then to see that final battle where it's really exciting match, you know, it, it actually the average Joe's almost lose. They have literally one person left, Justin, and he's dodging like left and right. Then he finally catches the ball. You got the second person coming in and catches one immediately. You got a third three person switch or three person flip. So it's anyone's game. And then you get it down to where there's a, uh, you know, uh, the global gym actually wins, but they cross the line as they win. So it decides to go to sudden death. So you get a sudden death match in the finale at dodgeball. I don't know if that actually exists in real life, but it exists in this. So I would love to see that. And how the dude was like freaking blindfolded himself. It's just <laughs> insane. Um, yeah, I just think that would be a really good old fun time, you know, because you are still going to a place, you know, about Las Vegas. And they had the benefit of of it being much cheaper now than now. And you're getting to see a super fun dodgeball tournament that uh, involves a person who really looks like Ben Stiller. <laughs> so uh, what do you think? Yeah, that's yeah. this was this was not even on my on my board. This is like I didn't even think about this, but this is a really really great call. Uh, man, dodgeball like I, that's one I have not seen in a long time. But I agree, it's probably one of my favorite comedies as well. Um, ben Stiller in this movie is like I it's probably my favorite Ben Stiller performance, but it's just like one of the most ludicrous, ridiculous villain performances, and it's so good. Like he just no one else 
I think could have sold it the way he did. Like the no one makes me bleed my own blood and all that shit. Like he just he goes for it and like in every scene. And he's yeah, he's great. Um this is this is really fun because I think Dodgeball is like one of I don't know. I, I haven't played Dodgeball in a long time, but it's like really it is really fun to watch. Like people don't really think about that because usually you just play it or you play in a gym or whatever in school, but like it is a fun sport to watch because it's very active. I mean, there's a lot going on the whole time. Um, and then it's a classic, like, best-case scenario because, like you said, it goes into sudden death. So you you really get your money's worth as far as the game goes. Um, and then, yeah, you get all of the other teams. You get the venue, which is, like, Las Vegas is... I mean, I, I've been a couple times, and, like, I... <laughs> I'm a little burnt out on Las Vegas now, but I feel like in 2004, it's a little different. It's a little bit like of a better city back then. And so, um, yeah, it's a great venue. You could have like a really great week, make a week out of it and just kind of chill in Vegas for a little bit. But yeah, that's a, that's a solid pick. Um, I, I feel like I would want to like meet the players afterwards just to like go meet justin long <laughs> like just chill with him for a while because he's yeah i agree justin long is he's super underrated one of my favorite uh side characters in new girl um and so yeah i just that's that's a super solid pick you're just reminding me of how much i love this movie because i haven't even thought about dodgeball in forever so that's that's a great pick um i have a special bond with it it's like my first uh, wake and bake movie ever nice so. Always, you always remember your first. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's my uh, fourth, third pick, right? Third? Yeah, that's uh, number three. So that leads me to my fourth. And uh, this one's going to maybe be a little le- out of left field. But it is from a movie that we've talked about several times. Okay. Um, so I don't, I'm not here to talk about this movie. Um, I'm here about to talk about this scene in general, in specific, because it's so fun. And I'm talking about the Battle of the Bands in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I'm talking about the Amp versus Amp showdown between uh, Sex Bomb Mom versus uh, the Kata Yanagi twins. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, just to set it up, of course, you know, this is like the, the you know, the key to, the, to winning the Battle of the Bands, right? This is a showdown, and it's amp versus amp, which I didn't even know what that was when I very first saw this. Like, what does that even mean? And you, you, you see the crowd; it's just packed with two different, two different stages at different ends. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay, they're literally going to be playing like at the same time, like you know, literally like a battle. So they're set up, and Scott is just not ready for the like. He's really pissed off at having to keep fighting all of these uh, evil exes. You know, and of course, these uh, this pair is an actual pair, uh, a pair of twins, and they're awesome, amazing DJs and like electronic producers. Like they, you know, they're so badass. I really want to go to a show of theirs by themselves one day. That'd be really cool. Yeah, you know, we haven't seen that in in film, so I couldn't have picked that. But this one, I think, would be worth it. So you get to see them battle. You know, they start playing Six by Mom with a crazy awesome like uh, winner. Winter beats is kind of getting cold. You got the wind going, you know, it looks like it's kind of getting a little frosty. And then you got the twins who decided to bust out their music and you got the dragons, you got the double frost dragons that pop up and uh, they make it even colder and they, they pretty much blow sex bomb off the stage almost like they're wrecked. Like they're just like, you know, flipped upside down, 
and everything. And then, you know, they, they start bringing it even harder. Uh, you got the, the battle between that they're, they're like, I guess they were be maybe they were more golden dragons this time instead of frost dragons. Right. And you get this, uh, I could only describe it as like a golem or like this kind of troll type figure that the sex bomb mom uh, creates with their music. And you see this big visual fight between the two It's just super crazy. It's above the crowd. You, the music's blaring. And then you see the, the golem destroy the dragon and take them out. And you, you know, see, uh, you see our boy Scott get his life. You know, he, he gets a life finally. Uh, he gets it going. But uh, I just think being in that crowd, it has nothing to do even with like what's going on in the movie, the plot be damned. But being there to see music being visualized in such a fun, crazy, frantic way, I think would just be amazing. Like, I love the idea of visuals for music and for it to be like to control the visuals in such a way like that was next level. I loved what Edgar I did with the sound effects and the visual effects in this movie. Um, that's is one of my favorite parts of the movie right there. So I would love to be in that crowd, man. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, the, probably the best part of the movie, I mean, it could have been just a great movie. That's like really creative and funny and all of that. And like these crazy fights with the X's, but the fact that the music is actually really good, <laughs> just kind of takes it over the edge. Like, Brie Larson's group is also really great. Um, yes. uh, the Clash at Demon Head, I think that's what they're called. Yep. Um, they're also, I almost picked them, honestly, but I, I definitely have this one <laughs> on my list. Yeah, you could pick a bunch from this movie. That's the great thing is like, it's there's no short of, of options. But yeah, this one was the top for me because it's like you get to, like you said, you see music visualized in a way that's probably never been done. I mean, it's it's this isn't like a Super Bowl halftime show when they're showing like a hologram of something. I mean, this is, you know, this is like, this is huge, right? This is like never been, never before seen. Um, and the idea of like watching those two monsters go back and forth, it's like kind of like the Space Jam pick. Like that's just, you will, you never have the chance to see something like that. Never. Right, exactly. Um, and again, the music fucking slaps. Like that soundtrack since I saw it for the first time earlier last year, the soundtrack has become uh, like a staple for me. I just listen to the soundtrack over and over trump, again. Trump, trump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, this is such a good one. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I wouldn't even care about what else is going on. I wouldn't care about like the, the plot of the movie. Obviously, if you're at this concert, you don't know that you're in a, in a movie, so you don't know the plot. But uh I would just be there for the show. And I feel like I would be like, I want to go watch the sex bubble bombs at all of their other shows and all of their other battle battles of the bands. Like the, you could maybe get to the, the final fight of the movie. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but Ramona's ex. Gideon. Uh, yeah. Gideon's uh, his, uh, his club where you get to watch their final gig or whatever. That That's would be such great a too. Badass scene with the yeah. sword. Oh yeah. So good. My favorite part of that, I mean, it's such a badass fight, but my favorite part of that is when Evil Scott shows up and you're like, oh, man, this is the climactic battle. And then they just walk out together like, yeah, hey, we're going to get brunch sometime. He's actually a good, a good guy. It's <laughs> such a great scene. Um, but yeah, this is this is a solid, solid pick. I'm, I feel like I, I think we were on the same wave, wavelength of like we could kind of go sports, but like the music stuff is where I really want to be because I want to see this stuff in real life. Like it's such a fun part of the movie but to be there and to actually watch the concert happen would be uh, unreal i agree so yeah that's my fourth pick um i, I think that leads us back to you man uh, all right what's yours 
Let's see. Okay, so for number four, I think I'm going to go back to the sports world. This is my last sports pick. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to go with one that it's kind of similar to the Rocky pick. It's one that you will have probably followed this uh, rivalry from the beginning. Um, It's also an 80s pick. Uh, So I got to go with the All-Valley Karate Tournament from the Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to pick this one. This is just such a classic. Uh, Obviously, these movies have, I mean, they were already fan favorites, but they've got a lot more popularity now with, with Cobra Kai being as good as it is still need to catch up on that. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, Oh man, I just, I'm imagining very similar to the, the Rocky pick, like following this journey, following Daniel LaRusso, who is like this new up, you know, he's new to town and he's this new kind of prodigy. Uh, you know, like I feel like living in this town, you would be able to see his evolution as a fighter and you kind of get to see, um, is training a little bit. Uh, and so coming to this match, you would kind of get, you would get the tension between him and, uh, and Cobra Kai and, and, uh, and Johnny. And to see that rivalry come to a head, like they were bound to like, it was bound to boil over at some point. And then watching the, like watching him sweep the leg in real time would just be unreal. Like, I feel like that's a huge moment. Cause one of the best things about watching sporting events is having someone to like, boo like having someone to really like hate you know and now obviously we don't hate johnny anymore thanks to cobra kai and thanks to barney stinson um but uh at at that point you're just like dude fuck this guy like he just oh that was such an illegal move and then getting to see daniel come back with the i guess it's what's it called the crane kick the crane kick um yeah, that's just that's a legendary moment in sports history i mean just getting to see that in real time that's such a huge there's nothing like an underdog, you know, coming back and, and winning. It's just a it's a huge moment. And so and you get to see like the bond between him and Mr. Miyagi. I feel like that would be really special. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's another one where I don't want to be there in the aftermath because I feel like the tension between the two dojos would be at an all time high. But in the moment, the match itself would be just unreal. I feel like the the electricity would be crazy just to watch those two kind of go head to head. Yes, I mean, for one, I I love karate. I I, I took uh, Tang Soto, a South Korean uh, style, for two two and a half years when I was younger. I love it. I wanted to be a ninja when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> I still I just love watching fighting movies. I love the style. You know, it, it's an art. It really is an art form. And Karate Kid's a favorite. I love that it's back in vogue now with with Karate Kid with a uh, Cobra Kai. Love it. You need to catch up. Because uh, I think the the next All Valley tournament in Cobra Kai might end up being where I want to go after all this is said and done, because that could be <laughs> super intense. But uh, we we won't talk about that. But the, for as far as this tournament, you know, you you have Cobra Kai who's stacked. You you have Johnny and you have his other teammates who are just as good. It may be a little bit more brutal even. Yeah. Um, you know, you have the guy who who isn't afraid to to try to hurt somebody. You know, then you have LaRusso. Like, if you've never even heard, you know, if you don't know anything about their story, you just show up to this tournament. Maybe you have a, a cousin who's in the tournament or something, and you, you see uh, Daniel LaRusso fighting for Miyagi, uh, Miyagi-Do, and he's, like, the only student. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what's up with that? <laughs> like, 
what kind of dojo is this? But right. then he like wins every match. Like he, he yeah. sweeps the freaking tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and like to go in the end, like he's injured and he still is able to pull it off with a possibly illegal kick. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, right. But it wasn't called. So it's not his fault. They didn't call it. Yeah. Um, to see that happen would have been super fun, super exciting. The Like you said, the crowd was pumped up. And I would love it doubly so if they actually played You're the Best the whole time the tournament was going on in the background. Yeah, right. So I would definitely dig it then for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you, you know, the thing is that tournament, they actually had, like, straight-up martial artists in the tournament fighting them, like, as the stunt doubles and everything. So, like, yeah. the guy who Johnny fights in the semifinals is, like, a... a like a super talented fighter and he's actually the guy who created the crane kick right um so like to see though them in action would be great i would love to go to see uh fighting tournaments in real life but to see it with this like added extra layer of complexity and that rivalry oh man that that'd be super great uh, I, i'd love it this is a great pick uh super nostalgic super yeah. 80s all that we're, yeah. we're repping the 80s in this and we yeah. get to go to the 80s like right we do, yeah do ourselves uh, up you know put some put some great clothes on and, and be in the 80s that'd be an interesting uh change right yeah oh man um what uh is karate kid one of your favorite uh, karate movies would you say definitely or? um yeah i mean i i'm not as well versed in that so i i am always looking for recommendations but uh karate kids up there it's not really karate i don't think but i have a real soft spot for the three ninjas um same that's a huge childhood favorite of mine like i i man i fucking love that movie um but yeah i i i'm all i'm always down for more of those just because i that's the sport that one of the sports that i know the least about and that i just haven't like seen much of um what about you um it I, I've seen a lot. Like I said, I was a big fan, so I've watched tons. Yeah. And that's crazy because I still haven't actually watched any of the old classics. Mm. I, like, I haven't watched any of like the uh, the 36 Chambers or any of the old Bruce Lee movies. I haven't watched right. any of those. Like I've watched all myself from like the 90s forward, a bunch of the old like original Jackie Chan movies is what got me started, you know. Drunken Master and you know, when he he really didn't even know English at that time. Like that's what got me started. Uh, you know, Jet Li, the one is one of my favorites. I'm, oh, the one I, is great. Yeah. Like, and I just recently watched The Ray 2 for the first time. I've been trying to find it and uh, finally got stars and it was on there. So, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if it's better than the first one, though. That first one was just action the entire movie. Yeah. And such great fight scenes, such such well choreographed scenes. Uh, I love it. So Karate Kid, it's not in my top five, but more so as a like a coming of age movie is mm-hmm. where I think it hits a little bit more for me. You know, it's that kind of more style, like having like the the bully or like the that obstacle and having a mentor and, and really finding something that means something to you. I think it, it kind of falls that a little bit more importance in my rankings as far as those go. Right. But uh, yeah, so that's a good pick. I, I, I like it. Um Got to give love to the the Cobra Kai universe, as you know. <laughs> they said that we might be getting spinoffs from it as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't know I how. I want something. I want something with Hawk. I just I, I'm not caught up. I've only seen the first two seasons, but I I fucking love Hawk. Hawk is hands down one of my absolute favorites. You're gonna love season three. Then you got to watch it. Okay. Um, awesome. 
So that leads us to your last pick then, right? Yeah. Um, so to round things out, I, I said I was going to be all movies, but I've had to move things around and I, I'm actually really glad I, this is a late game kind of, I didn't even think about this until very recently and I don't know how, uh, cause it's, it's iconic. Um, so I'm going to go with one from the TV world, um, from the animated TV world. And this is, uh, this is a Nickelodeon pick. Um, this is like a huge part of my childhood. Uh, recently, it had the potential to be in a Super Bowl uh, halftime show, <laughs> and it wasn't because oh, fuck Moon Five. Uh, oh, I'm obviously yes. talking about the Bubble Bowl, um, specifically the halftime show from the Bubble Bowl and SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot that hasn't already been said about this pick. Like, it's it's so iconic. Like I said, like as soon as I said that that Super Bowl thing, you knew what I was talking about because they had the chance. They even I actually just saw this on YouTube the other day. I forgot about this because I don't even think I was watching the Super Bowl that year, such as the life of a Saints fan. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think that like they even set it up. They were like doing. They were about to go into Travis Scott's sicko mode or whatever, and they started with the the, the horns. The yeah. Yeah. The horn started and the animation was on the screen and then it jumps into sicko mode, which I like sicko mode, but like it's not sweet victory. Like, come on. I f- and the thing is, I feel like Adam Levine has the voice for that song. Like he could crush that song. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're listening and somehow I don't know how, but if you haven't seen this episode, it's the best episode of SpongeBob. I will not take any arguments. It's the best episode. Band geeks. Um and it's like this crazy episode where they're training to play the halftime show at this, you know, the equivalent of the Super Bowl. Um, and it's essentially you have uh, SpongeBob, you have Patrick on the drums, you have uh, all like your regular crew playing music, right? But it's like you would think with those people, it's just going to be terrible. And then they jump in, like I said, with those horns, and it's like. Oh, oh shit! This is this is legit. And then I think who was it that actually performed the song? Um, oh, it was David Glenn Eilie and Bob Kulik. So I don't know them, but it's like it sounds like one of those iconic '80s like hair metal songs, right? Like it sounds it sounds like a real song because it's just like it's clear that they put in the work for that episode. Um, and it's just like I said, it's I- iconic. Like it's just this huge moment. You get the the great cutaway to like Squidward like jumping in the air. <laughs> That's the best part of that that scene. Um, and yeah, it's just I I can't think of. I was gonna go all movies, and then this like hit me, and I was like, oh, I, I have to make room for this. Like this one has to be on my list somewhere. <laughs> That, that's such a good one. Um, before we go any further to talk about the bubble bowl, we're going to go to a quick break. Here at Planet Fantasy, we love potatoes in all kinds of forms, but especially in the fry. If you love fries and you love to load them with anything from chili to five different kinds of cheese to salsa to brisket to pulled pork, then head on down to the high fry where you can be sure to get high on fries. All right, 
right, welcome hey, back. Welcome back. We are back from break, guys. We are breaking down. Um, I just got my final pick in, uh, going to the land of TV, the Bubble Bowl from SpongeBob SquarePants. So, what do you think about this pick, Damon? Oh man, you know, I didn't even think about this. I guess because like, it 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 blends the two, you know, that we were talking about perfectly though. Because you know, sporting event and music, you know, it mm. it is the the halftime show of a sporting event. What even happens in the Bubble Bowl? I don't even care. What happened? Yeah, it care. doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. That that halftime show was pure brilliance. Um, seeing SpongeBob just rock it with that whole crew, like they bring the noise. And you know, if you watch the episode, you have a lot to worry about. It's not going so well. They they sound a mess. They don't even like. Patrick is trying to play mayonnaise as an instrument, <laughs> and uh, and so. You don't know. It's not going to turn out well. Like I remember seeing this for the first time and just being like, when that first, when Sweet Victory happens, you're just like, oh, yes, yeah. it's like it's so good. This is it. This is great. And like you said, definitely a top five episode. I can't say it's my favorite just because I feel like there's a lot of really strong competitors. Okay, that's true. Early the best friends for every episode is one of my absolute favorites. Okay. Yeah. That one's F good. is for fruit. Yep, just, you know, I, I love it. The giant um, worm episode, that was also worm, The hash-slinging slasher episode. <laughs> the pizza, the Krusty Krab pizza episode might be my oh, favorite. Yeah. Okay. But it, without a doubt, that's in the top five. Band Geeks doesn't get pushed out of the top five. It's somewhere there. It's so funny. It's funny you say that because, like, I saw someone post on Twitter the other day about, you know, their favorite SpongeBob episodes. And this wasn't on there. And I was just like, come on. It, yeah. It's not list it's not a list without that That that's such a weak list but uh I, I can't say anything bad about that and like the fact is you're underwater you know so like you know you're you're kind of pulling a sandy you know you're in some sort of like space suit right down there and uh to watch but you're watching a uh you're in like this post-apocalyptic uh, underwater world so that'd be really fun to see sponges mm-hmm. and starfish sing and play play instruments right and it's just so it's so hype like it, it's this in the jellyfish rave are the two yeah. most most hype scenes in all of spongebob yeah absolutely oh i absolutely love this pick um i i in like who knows like maybe we only saw the abridged version maybe like they had like a whole 20 minute like throwdown and yeah, like, so, I, feel, I feel like after that, such a good performance, they probably had an encore and they had just like this whole set that was like equally as as hype, you know, <laughs> the bubble bowl just doesn't even keep going. It's just like the concert and they're like, OK, the football's done. OK, cool. <laughs> um, that's a sneaky good pick. People love themselves some SpongeBob. OK, uh, who's your favorite character? Oh, man. Um, you know, the older I get the more I realize it's got to be Squidward. <laughs> like, as a kid, you're like, man, I want to be Spongebob when I grow up. And now I'm like, bro, you're, annoyed. you're, you're annoying. I just want to be Squidward. Like, I get, I get where Squidward's coming from. Another all-time episode is when he goes to the the sit or the town or whatever that's all uh squids like yeah. that's i love that episode so that's yeah he's, such he's a good not... episode i love the episode when he's making art he's making yeah. such good art no one likes it and spongebob just makes this shit and they're like oh so good <laughs> <laughs> he just loses it oh man um but you're right like we are all we are all squidward now and uh i love it but i i also just as much love 
the greediness and terrible terribleness of Mr. Krabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun to see him just how terrible of a boss he is and like how all he cares about is that money mm-hmm. and that, that and like to keep that recipe secret. I, I love it. It's so fun. Um, the, the king of animation himself, Clancy Brown, as as Mr. Krabs, like Lex Luthor himself. True. Clancy, he he's in everything. Yeah, like so much stuff. I love that guy. Um, I kind of want to do a SpongeBob rewatch at least up until like it gets bad, mm-hmm. which yeah. is everyone has their own idea of when that happens. I think it's whenever the first movie comes out. Is, I agree. It's time to cut. I thought the movie it's the movie itself was great. I mean the yeah. goofy song is fun, but like yeah, everything after that, I think they just kind of gave up on ideas. And it's still going. Yeah. <laughs> what are they talking about now? Like I I do want to watch a new episode just to be like, what are they what are they up to, you know? Yeah. But uh so do you want to give us a recap real quick of your five uh dream fictional events to attend? Yeah, um, so I've got I got myself. I went on a, a spending binge, and I've got myself five tickets to uh, the Quidditch World Cup, um, to uh, Jackson Maine's concert in the Greek Theater in A Star Is Born. Um, I've got uh, the Bunta Eve Pod Race from Phantom Menace. Uh, oops, sorry, uh, and I've got the All Valley All Valley Karate Tournament from the Karate Kid, and to round it out, I've got the Bubble Bowl. But really. Just the halftime show from the Bubble Bowl in SpongeBob. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, okay, then that is a very good list, and uh, I love it. Um, I really wish I could have gotten that first pick, but you know, I I think I'm glad I, I at least got got Rocky and and Drago. I think yeah. that was important. Um, culturally speaking, you know, it, it did stop the Cold War fictionally. It, that's a fact. It's in the history books. Any of these other events can say that. Like technically, one of your events led to the downfall of of a whole galactic empire. <laughs> and the other one, the other one led to the return of the Dark Lord. So, oh God, my my list is cursed. Oh, oh. thanks a lot, Damon. Shit. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to win here, man. I'm gonna mention that too in the polls. <laughs> Um, well, I'm also just trying to, to give myself time to figure out where I want to go with uh, this pick, okay? Um, <laughs> because I, I have several, okay, that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth on. And I'm trying to decide. So we'll just keep talking um, until I, I lean on it. I, I, you know, it's, it's either going to be this, this also, it's, I have two sporting events, okay? Two very fun sporting, two kinds of sports. One is not the best spectator sport, but what happens would be very worth it, right? Um, and then the other one is a very fun sport. It's one of my favorite sports to watch, but half the time, the person that you want to watch isn't even there, you know? So, like, half the time, you're just kind of waiting for something to happen. That's not fun. Um, and then I have this music event that I just... I, I think would be, I think that's what I'm leaning towards. And I just want to make sure I have the right info. Um, so I'm talking about, I want to draft Wayne stock <laughs> from Wayne's I world. I love 2. it. Hell yeah. Okay. You know, so if anyone's ever seen Wayne's world Two, pretty much the whole premise 
um, is going to be that Wayne gets keeps getting these these dreams right from uh, Jim Morrison or a dude who looks like Jim Morrison, and, and, and like it keeps telling him to, to make this to do something, you know, and he ends up coming up with Wayne stock. And so he tries to put together this crazy big festival, you know, mm-hmm. and he hires all these people to help and he don't know if it's going to happen. It's a great big t- thing for his girlfriend, Cassandra and her band. They're going to perform as well. You know, that's kind of like the big kind of like almost the big point of it. Um, and I'm trying to get the bit band list, but here's here's just a couple of bands that you get to see at Wayne Stock because they actually show up the whole movie. You have no idea if they're going to be there. And I just love that when it finally happens, um, you get Crucial Taunt, which is, of course, Cassandra's band. Mm-hmm. You get Aerosmith, Rip Taylor. You get Pearl Jam. You get Van Halen. That alone right there. Yeah. In like in 93, 1993, like that's what like Pearl Jam's like just kind of like really getting big time popular. Van Halen, Aerosmith, Aerosmith's like in their second revival, you know, they have like four or five of those, yeah. uh, Van Halen's still doing Van Halen things. It'd be so, so fun. And then to see crucial taunt live to see Cassandra just God. kill it. Yeah. I would love that. Mm. And then the chance of meeting Wayne or Garth also, I mean, I can't pass that up. I'm going, I bought a VIP ticket actually. So I okay. went backstage. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that was just going to end up being a little bit more entertaining than the, my other options. Um, just because a whole concert full of these different bands and performances, like, like, I mean, just to see this in real life would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But then you add in crucial taunt, you add in the time of it. Uh, and the fact that this didn't happen, but still could have is also a kind of a cool wrinkle. Um, so yeah. How do you feel about Wayne stock? Yeah, this is oh man, this is a great pick. This is also one I didn't even consider. Um, Wayne's World Two. I think I've only seen it like one time. Uh, it was a long time ago. Wayne's World is one that's on constant rotation for me. But yeah, the second one I've only seen once. Um, obviously, this is a pro Cassandra podcast. <laughs> if you heard our our last episode with our good pal Austin, this is a very pro Cassandra podcast. Um, but uh yeah this is i mean the the chance of seeing all those bands together this is kind of making me think of like the fact that when we were first drafting stuff for this i initially considered a very meta pick and going with like one of the the music festivals from the 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 festival draft we did what feels like five years ago before this podcast even started like this is how damon and i met yeah really so i was like i want to go super meta and just pick my own best festival uh but this reminds me of that because this is the chance to see all those iconic bands together like that's man i think van halen's enough like alone and then like you said you have pearl jam in you said it was 93 right 93 so that's the i mean that's peak pearl jam that is peak Pearl Jam. I think that's like Aerosmith right around the time they released I Don't Want to Miss miss a Thing. So that's also, you could argue, peak Aerosmith. Um, So, yeah, that's a triple threat right there in and of itself. And then getting to see um, Cassandra's band, getting to see Wayne and Garth. Like, I love that you you went with the backstage pass option so you could meet them. Because, I mean, that's... I mean, I love music, but... Only because then I can look at them and they can finally have someone go, we're not worthy. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like to have the tides turn on them would just be amazing. I'd mm-hmm. love it. 
yeah. So that's, that's, that's that is my, my fifth pick, you know. Um, it's it's bands that actually exist. I actually saw Aerosmith twice before, and oh, to nice. see it even earlier would be great, you know, as long as they're not super drugged up. It's not the 80s. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's my last pick. And just to recap, guys, uh, what I went with, we're going to start off with the Toon Squad versus Monstars battle, the Rocky in Ivan Drago showdown in Russia, the Las Vegas Dodgeball Open from Dodgeball, the Battle of the Bands of uh, Sex Bomb versus the Katayanaki Twins, and Wayne Stock from Wayne's World 2. And also, you need to watch Wayne's World 2 more. I consider it one of my favorite sequels of all time. Wow. Okay. That's, I find it I strong. Need to watch it again. You, have, you have the whole time when they're playing hockey in the street and game on, game off. Game on, game off. You have the, <laughs> the crazy rivalry you have with him and Cassandra's dad. With oh, the, yeah, good call. With that whole fight. Uh, you just have Cassandra and him actually being a couple throughout the whole thing that's is really fun. And then you have like the whole getting the the whole festival together. And it comes up with one of the coolest things ever is the the roadie who's talking about the 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 uh who is it Ozzy Osbourne getting mad about the uh the the M&Ms or the Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> just just hilarious and he's talking about and he's like at the end he's like but that's a different story altogether. And that that line always lives rent free in my head. I don't know. I, I just find it just as funny as the first one. So mm-hmm. definitely give it some more watches. Um, yeah, for sure. But, but uh, those are our two lists, guys. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel about yours? Uh, I love it, man. I'm glad that we we really like covered a lot of like sports and um, musical events. Like we really ran the like ran the gauntlet on that. Um, there, you had some crucial picks. I think going for the the second pick was actually it played in your favor very much. So getting getting Balboa versus Drago and Battle of the Bands was huge. I think that might be the turning point for you. Um, and then, yeah, selling it with that that last one. All people need to know is that you get to see those three bands together: Aerosmith, Pearl Jam, and uh, Van Halen. That's just that puts it over the edge. But uh, I like that we we really took advantage of the fact that it's fictional. So like you would never be able to see a pod race in real life or, you know, the tune squad in real life. Um, but yeah. Do you have any, like any, I know you were going between a couple at the end. Do you have any like honorable mentions that you were thinking of? Yes. The, the other two that I was talking about, of course, was a uh, happy Gilmore's, uh, the, the open, the, the yep. golfing open. Like I just, even though like a dude gets hit by a car, and a tower falls, and you hit this crazy putt putt miniature golf hit swing mm-hmm. at the end. Even with all that, I just feel like I'd be really bored. <laughs> yeah, you know? no kidding. It's golf. At the end of the day, it's still golf. It is still golf. And then the other one, I'm talking about the 1999 Bourbon Bowl with our boy oh. Bobby Boucher, yeah. who shows up at halftime to lead the Gators to the win. <laughs> but he's only there after halftime. Right, yeah. No, I'm just the huddle half. I'm just like, where's Bobby? I'm waiting for Bobby. Like, I'm just eating a bunch of nachos, just, you know, just chilling. So, I, you know, I decided not to go with those two. And then let me check my list. I had a couple other options just in case it got crazy. Um, of course, number one, I did have the Quidditch World Cup. Uh, I think we both agree that, that that should be number one. Yeah. Um, I had the World Series of A League of Their Own. 
against oh, the Rock yeah. Beaches and the other team, you know, that would be great. The body, the battle against the Hensons, Dottie and, and Kit. Uh, and then I actually had Triwizard Tournament on my list just in case, like, all my others got picked. But you did make a very good good point. You really don't get to see it anything happen as a as a spectator. Right. You're just like, hey, cool, what's happening under the water? <laughs> oh, I see a ripple. You think that, that's somebody? No. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> and then the maze, you're just watching a maze. You're just watching the hedges grow. Okay, you cool. You see some flashing lights occasionally. And you're like, oh, flares out. <laughs> exactly. And then my my last honorable mention, beer fest. In beer fest. Yeah. To go see, watch the Americans go ham against everyone else in that and to see them destroy Das Boot. I, it's that's one of my favorite comedies. It, it's never ever really mentioned in people's like lists or ever. Um, I think it's a strong showing, and I always yeah. wanted them to do a weed fest, and they always talked about doing it. So maybe one day that would make uh, for you, man. What was on your list that didn't make it? Um, so I had a couple. I had um, like one more music one and two sports ones. So the music one I considered. <laughs> it's kind of a I don't know niche, but it's not really niche. So I about the final guitar battle versus Lou in Guitar Hero 3 um, from like the video game world uh, where you're literally battling the devil <laughs> and playing the devil went down to Georgia. Um, I just feel like it would be fun, but it's also you're just watching the devil went down to Georgia. Like it's one song. So it would be cool, but it, there's also the impending threat of the fucking devil being there. Like I don't want, I don't want that threat. Uh, and then two sports ones that I thought of that I just feel like I'm not personally knowledgeable enough to really give them the justice they deserve is like some kind of pro bending event that I know is, you know, is uh, in Legend of Korra. Um, and then because I'm just fascinated by that sport in general. Um, and then the the UA uh, sports festival from My Hero Academia, I feel like is a cool one. Just getting to see powers displayed. Um, but I, I changed my mind. I'm I'm scratching everything. I'm I got to <laughs> forgot to draft that. Uh, that that tournament goes so hard. Oh my yeah. god. I was uh, actually really surprised you didn't pick that one. I figured between the two of us you would be the one that would go for it. But that's a cool that's such a cool like I don't know. You're right. It goes so hard and then just getting to see all the powers being used like in competition is just Oh, that's I want to live in that universe. I just want to live in my hero academia. <laughs> I mean, because we would have quirks. What What do you wish your quirk was? Oh, I'm man. sure we've had, we talked about this before, but yeah, you know, changed. Um, I don't know, man. I, I probably they have weird ones not. too. You know, like they, they have really so many different kinds. Like that's the best thing about that show is they get so creative with it. Um, I feel like I would want to be like everything I say is literal. And so I could be like, bite your tongue. And someone just literally bites their tongue. That's, that's super sinister. You would, end just... <laughs> up, you would end up biting your tongue all the time with what you say, though. You're like, holy shit, I didn't mean that. And then like a shit from God pops, you know, drops <laughs> in the world. Oh, foot in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, did you have, did you have any other ones before we get out of here? Um. I think that's probably it. I had Battle of the Bands really high, so I'm I'm sad about that one. Oh, so you had that one too. I'm glad we agree. Like that would be so cool to see. And honestly, like I wish I could pick like all the musical scenes. Like actually, like I watched a compilation of all the musical scenes of Scott Pilgrim last night, and it got me so pumped. I'm like, yes, 
because like nothing's cooler than seeing Scott on the bass with the with the the D's or no actually that's the other band that's the band that they're they're battling yeah and, like you're just hitting the the, the bass and the D's are just do 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 just yeah. coming off I love it so much one of the um, coolest representations of music in the movie I've ever seen we need more of it you know it's gonna happen somehow Edgar's gonna somehow we're gonna have more movies that are gonna have that style they're just gonna be like Scott Pilgrim ripoffs. But just create this whole new subgenre. I'm I'm yeah, here for it, for sure. Um, well, that I think that wraps everything up. But uh, as always, guys, uh, if you have any questions, ideas, criticisms on our episodes, if you want to let us know who won this episode, I definitely think it's me. Don't worry about it, Kyle. Um, or or previous episodes. You know, I I we did a nice little poll in our group of this past episode, and it seemed like everyone agreed that Dominic kicked our ass. Yeah. <laughs> And, the, and, he, uh, and he was the one who was like, man, this is going to be split evenly. Like, nah, dude, you just won. <laughs> we didn't think about just how OP Minerva and Snape are. Yeah. And, and then having the physical being of Hagrid, like, that's just, oh, man, he took that one. Yeah, we just couldn't handle it. But, you know, but let us know and, you know, hit us up at planet.fantasypod at gmail.com. Let us know who you think wins this one and or any previous ones and Maybe you actually thought we won the the rescue draft. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but follow us on IG at Planet.Fantasy. And this week, I promise, I am getting up a Twitter. So it should be going very soon. That's where we'll probably host a lot of actual polls and just our general thoughts and ideas on random movies and TV shows that we have that we're watching. You know, Probably be the best spot to keep up with what we're doing currently. So right. uh, follow us everywhere, guys. Uh, any last thoughts, Kyle? Oh man, this is a this is a fun one. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with probably our weirdest uh, episode yet. Uh, we're gonna be doing some more Muppet content, so of course our good pal Thad's gonna be back. But this idea is actually not from him; it's from our good friend Olivia. Um, it's basically, I mean, this is a popular meme now, but just like basically replacing one actor from a movie. I'm sorry, keeping one actor from a movie, and the rest of the cast is uh, Muppets. And we're all going to have some movies, ideas for that. It's going to be chaotic as hell, I already know. So I'm super pumped. Uh, stay tuned for that next week, guys. See y'all.